Ding. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hey, uh, this time we're going to come over here in the New Testament. And uh, remember, this is a historical timeline. You know, it's so funny about believing in Jesus. It, it, when you look at it, you you it's, you don't have to worry about it. You you have to believe the historical timeline. I mean, it, I mean, just make it. Well, it makes sense. You know. Anyway, Genesis creation all the way. La da 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 da. Anyway, if you take it from what we like to say, the New Testament, there was really a bunch of covenants in there. Yeah, Jesus made a covenant. You want to call it the New Testament? He just said this is when he took the cup. This is a. The testament in my name, you know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so it really wasn't kind of like there's an old and a new. It, we kind of view it that way to help us, but it's history. Okay, all right. It's all about Jesus because when, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus was there the whole time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But anyway, when you get over here into what we call the New Testament, it starts with Matthew. It's a historic book, isn't it? You can just see the timeline. This one here, the same one, Mark, he tells the same story, beginning to end. The end is basically crucifixion, and then, whoo, he ascends up into heaven. Uh, Luke, same thing. John, same thing. We're going to pick up an Acts, But just for, just for history, remember, he, well, we're, we'll see Jesus in chapter 1, but uh, he's already resurrected. And he was here, we'll see, for 40 days, okay? And then he was gone. And let's see what happened from a historic perspective here. Let's watch this. It's amazing. Uh, uh, what we get out of it. Same thing you get out of it. <clears throat> Drinking coffee and watching this when we're having our daily, oh, man, we got things we deal with. Anyway, rule of Bible reading is just keep reading. Here we go, Acts. Now, it's called Acts because they were, it was just the name of it. Somebody didn't come up with that, you know, you know to be, uh, you, know, you know, theological. This is what they did. So that alone shows history. Anyway, what's so funny is, Whatever Jesus did is still going on today. And that's where you want to keep reading. Don't slow up on anything. Some people want to slow up because they think, well, we got the Pentecostal movement in chapter 2. You know, we got the Holy Ghost stuff in there. There's bogged down in there. No, we're going to keep cruising right through that. Yeah, Jesus already said the Holy Ghost would come, you know. But just keep on cruising and see what happens. Dear friend who loves God, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In my first letter, now what was that one? That was Luke. It was the book of Luke. This guy, Luke, wrote these two. I told you about Jesus' life and teaching, how he returned to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction from the Holy Spirit. Remember, he just, he just left on the, on the historic line here. There it is. During the 40 days, now let's see, what's 40 days? Well, okay, 30 is a month, so it's about a month and, uh, you know, about five weeks maybe you could say. A little over a month. After his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. Look what he did, from time to time. Actually alive. Yeah, well, he, yeah, you can read those in the end of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Those stories are there. He was cooking fish one time. He showed up and showed Thomas his hands that had holes in them. Says, hey, be not faithless, but believing. And he said, handle me. A spirit hath not flesh and blood as you see me. Man, that imp was tripping them out. But he told them the whole time, I'm going to be crucified and then I'm going to be resurrected. You know, they didn't get it till after it happened. Proved to them in many ways that he was really himself they were seeing. On these special occasions, he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Yeah, and see, you and I are in that kingdom now. All right. In one of these meetings, he told them, look at that, don't leave Jerusalem. That's the reason they didn't go. They went to Galilee for a little bit, but they came back. But don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them in fulfillment of my father's promise. A matter he had previously discussed with them. And you can see that in the book of John. 
Ha, John baptized you with water, he reminded them, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. Look at that time frame. Few days. If I was standing there, I'd think at max a week. Yeah, remember, we're looking at 40 days so far, a month and a week. Another time when he appeared to them, he asked them, no, they asked him, hey, are you going to free Israel from Rome now and restore us as an independent nation? I'm going to show you how this, you know, look at this in the King James. That's the reason we just lose it sometimes trying to make ourselves. We think it's it's more holy to stay over there. Look at verse 6. And when they were therefore come together, right then you probably lost it. They asked of him. Did you ever say, I asked of Phil? No, I asked Phil a question. I didn't ask him, Phil. Saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? That's the reason he said, hey, is the, is the Romans fixing to uh, lose it and we're going to, uh, in other words, see what he says? Lord, are you going to free Israel from Rome now and restore us as an independent nation? Look at verse 7. The Father sets those dates, he replied. They're not for you to know. And he gets back on to, on on. on on target here what he's talking about but when the holy spirit's come you're going to receive power look at this to testify about me with great effect to the people in judea i mean in jerusalem in judea samaria to the ends of the earth about my death and resurrection this is so important everything about jesus did not go away we've got it's the same stuff here we go it was not long after that that he rose into the sky and disappeared now watch this this is neat we see some of this in the book of luke here they watched him ascend, but we didn't catch this part till uh, Luke wrote it here. As they were straining to get their last glimpse of him, suddenly, two, here we are again, this is common. You see this throughout the scriptures. Two white-robed men were standing among them and said, hey, men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring at the sky? Jesus has gone away to heaven, and someday, look at this, this is something we should key in on, someday he will return, and he will. I go to prepare a place for you. Remember that? Jesus said, if I go away, I'll come again. And then he told about the, the parable. He says, the, the landowner, he goes away and comes back. You took your 5,000, made 10,000, good and faithful servant. Took you 2,000, made it 4,000. All right. When they were at the Mount of Olives, well, they were at the Mount of Olives when this happened. So now they walk. Look at that. Here's, now we got some distances here. Which just, you know, the half mile back to Jerusalem. And held a prayer meeting in the upstairs room of the house where they were saying, here's a list. What theological reason is this for? That's because it's history. Look who was there. Let's just check them. Peter, James, John. Hey, these are disciples. Yeah, they are. Peter, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon. Is that the same list? Judas, the son of James. That's not the one who killed himself because they're fixing to talk about that. And look at that. The brothers of Jesus. He wasn't a loner. He had brothers and sisters, and they didn't believe him either. But boy, now they do. Several women, including Jesus' mother, were there. This prayer meeting went on for several days. Now, we're already looking at 40 days, and now we've just added several days. During this time, on a day when about 120 people were present, Peter stood up and addressed them as follows. Brothers, it was necessary for the scriptures to come true concerning Judas, who betrayed Jesus by guiding the mob to him. For this was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit... Speaking through King David. Wow. I mean, Peter knew this. Judas was one of us. He was chosen to be an apostle just as we were. Remember Jesus said, Have I not chosen twelve and one of you is a devil? (laughs) That was in the book of John. 
He bought a field with the money he received for his treachery and falling headlong there, he burst open and spilling, okay, he did, well, whatever. The news of his death spread rapidly among the people of Jerusalem and they named the place the field of blood. Now, what's so funny? You keep your Bible reading up and you, you cast cave through, you know, Micah. I don't know where it is. We can find it in a heartbeat. Okay. One of those smaller, quick books, whatever. But just remember that guy was prophesying during King Hezekiah's day or during King Ahab's day or whatever. And he's talking about the terrible things that the people were doing, which were terrible, throwing their kids to the fire. So don't identify... You're, that is you. Don't. They lost their kingdom to Nebuchadnezzar because they didn't want anything to do with Jesus. Okay. Right in the middle of that, one of those prophets will say, and they bought the field and it was called the field of blood, you know, and, and this will be listed right there. And they'll, you'll go, I can't believe they were that accurate. Not just the name of it, but what they said about the Lord's servant. Anyway, King's David prediction of this appears in the book of Psalms. See how the Bible's put together? The book of Acts is referencing the book of Psalms. What's that book? You got a copy of it. It's 150 of them. Let his home become desolate with no one living in it. Again, let his work be given to someone else. So now they're saying, hey, we need to get that 12th apostle back. Okay, that's what they did. We don't have to argue about, well, it really, the Lord's choice was Paul. I've heard all that stuff before. They chose Matthias here, but it was really Paul. Really? What's that got to do with anything? This is history. Look what they did. We got to choose somebody to take Judas's place. Remember, this is the end of chapter one. We're going to get through five. We will. Let's select someone who has been with us constantly from first association with the Lord, from the time he was baptized by John. Boy, that remember it's at least three years. Three years worth of I've stayed with Jesus for three years, until the day he was taken from us into heaven. Apparently, that happened. Yeah. Well, the assembly nominated two guys. Joseph Justice, also called Barsabbas, and Matthias. Then they prayed for the right man to be chosen. Oh, Lord, they said, you know every heart. Show us which one of these. You know what they did? They, they chose straws. Well, they're trying. That's fine. Let's just keep going. It's history. You know every heart. You show us which one you've chosen. And so they had, remember, there's 120 of them. They all got together, and they passed out some straws. Here we go. Or maybe just they gave two to these guys. Here Ah, to replace Judas the traitor who has gone to his proper place. <laughs> anyway, then they drew straws, and in this manner, Matthias was chosen, and he became the other apostle with the eleven. Okay, well, how about that? Boom. <clears throat> One chapter in the can. Remember, seven weeks. Look at the time frame. Think, seven weeks had gone by since Jesus' death and resurrection. Seven weeks now. And the day of Pentecost had arrived. You can even know what time of the year this was. Basically, it'll be springtime. As the believers met together that day, suddenly there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind. Not, just get the history, okay? Like a roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies. And it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what? Now remember, they're in Jerusalem, okay? They're still in Jerusalem. Because he said, don't leave Jerusalem until this happens. So it's like a tornado, noisy stuff, whatever. Then what looked like flames. Now, the King James is going to say, you know, tongues of fire. Well, just think about the face of Jesus glowing, okay? Those angels' clothes were white. It looked like flame. Tongues of fire appeared and settled on their heads. Remember, every one of them, all 120 of them, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, look at this. And they began speaking in languages they didn't know. Yeah, we call it tongues because the King James says speaking in tongues. Okay. 
Well, if you don't know the tongue, what good is it for you? You have to go look and see. It's good for one guy. It'd be good for you. But it's not good for everybody else. That's the reason Paul said, I'd rather in church, I'd rather speak five words in English than 10,000 words where nobody can understand. Unless I'm by myself. Okay. Well, we get a lot of confusion here for no reason. No, get the history. Looks like there's, everybody here, all of a sudden, there's sparkling fire. It's like, whoa, Bob's on fire. What's going on? That is fire. Because if I'm going to record this, it looks like fire to me. Bob's not going to need a haircut anymore. <laughs> He's got burned off. You know, it's fire. But it'd be like Moses. Remember Moses? This would be the same stuff. Moses saw the burning bush, but what happened? The bush wasn't burning. So it's that same thing. Okay. Now, here's where we're going with this. Many godly Jews were at Jerusalem. Why? Because it was Pentecost. You always came back to the hometown for these, these remember these feasts. There was five of them, whatever that Moses said. Well, the Lord told Moses, write this down. Make everybody come back to Jerusalem for these things. For the religious celebrations, having arrived from, look at that, many nations. So this was not a little drunk guy writing this. And how can we, no, uh-uh. And when they heard the roaring in the skies. I've been around some pine trees. I know, Phil, you have down there at the lake. And it gets noisy. I'm up against the mountain and mowing the wind. It's roaring. Well, this here could be, you could go, it's over there. All right. They heard the roaring in the skies above the house. Crowds came running to see what it was all about. They were stunned to hear their own languages being spoken. They didn't say, what, are they, what is that jibber jibber? No, they knew what was being said. How can this be? They exclaimed, for these men are all from Galilee, yet we hear them speaking in the native languages and lands where we were born. Here, Parthenians. Now, if you know your history and well, your geology, you'll know Medes. This is a long way. Mesopotamia, Judea, Compass, Pontius, Asia Minor, way over here, you know, from Jerusalem it is. Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, Cyrene, and Libya. That's North Africa, way over there. Visitors from Rome, there you go, Italy, both Jews and Jewish converts, and then Cretans and Arabians. Man, it's a whole known world. We all hear these men in our own languages telling us we're going to hell. No, that's not what the story was about the mighty miracles of God. They stood there amazed and perplexed. Now remember, all these people, it's not a few of them. The crowds were already in Jerusalem. So this was a fantastic roll call thing. What can this mean? They asked each other. Here's where one guy said, well, they just drunk. That's all it is. Oh, really? Others in the crowd were mocking. They're drunk, that's all. Look what Peter said. We never touched the stuff. That's not what he said. Remember Noah? They saved the wrong guy. He was rip-roaring drunk. Drinking's got nothing to do with it. Peter stepped forward with the eleven and shouted to the crowd, Listen, you visitors and residents of Rome alike. Some of you are saying these guys are drunk. Now one thing, remember, the Holy Spirit's on Peter now. All right. It isn't true. It's much too early. He didn't say, well, we're Christians. I heard my granddaddy say that I never touched a drop in my life. Whatever. Helps divide people. Whatever. Okay, anyway. It's much too early for that. People don't get drunk by 9 a.m. No, what you see this morning was predicted centuries ago by the prophet Joel. Now, see, if we didn't read our Bibles, we wouldn't know the connection. But now we know, oh my gosh, that little guy 400 years ago probably talked about this and he's going to quote it in the last days god said i'll pour out my spirit upon look at that all mankind wonder how many deserving people were in that group of 120 
you know, about like as deserving as Judas was. He got to stay on staff. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. And he's, boy, that's what happened. Keep reading. Look at this. Yes, the Holy Spirit will come upon my servants and men and women alike. They'll prophesy. He didn't say, we'll come up with some of the greatest preachers. No, it's everybody. Look at this. I'll call strange demonstrations in the heavens. and See, he's quoting from Joel. Uh, The sun will turn to black and the moon blood red before that awesome day. Uh, He's coming back. Well, see, they didn't know he's coming back. They thought it could be late this afternoon. Look at that phrase. But anyone who asks for mercy from the Lord shall have it. Praise God. Anyone. Well, he keeps going. Old men of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth by doing, see, now this just happened. They watched it. Doing tremendous miracles through him, as you know. But God, following his prearranged plan, let you use the Roman government to nail him to a cross and murder him. Then God released him from the horrors of death, brought him back to life. For death couldn't keep this man. And here he goes back to the scriptures. King David quoted Jesus as saying, Now who's King David? Oh, we would have to know, wouldn't we? People that, people that know what Jesus and the Bible's all about. King David actually lived. And King David said this. I know, this is in the book of Psalms. I know the Lord is always with me, helping me. God's mighty power supports me. Now that's where Christians, it's the reason I do it all the time, you know. It's daily help. No wonder my heart's filled with joy. My tongue shouts his praises. For I know all will be with me. All will be well in death. You'll not leave my soul in hell. Nor let the body of your holy son decay. What? what? Yeah. You were singing that little guitar song over there in the book of Psalms. What are you going to do with that verse? Because, well, look what he says. You'll give me back my life and give me wonderful joy in your presence. Now look what Peter says. Dear brothers, think. David wasn't referring to himself. He was partially, but not that part about his flesh not decaying. What was that? These words uh, I have quoted, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here. But he was a prophet and knew God had promised with an unbreakable oath that one of David's descendants would be the Messiah and sit on David's throne. David was looking far into the future and predicting the Messiah's resurrection. This was getting to them. They're like, yeah, that is a good point. Hmm. And saying that the Messiah's soul was not left in hell and his body would not decay. He was speaking of Jesus. And we are all witnesses that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, this is what's so cool. The witness and stuff, they can't stop. Remember, Jesus is going to confirm, confirm the word always. He's, he's right. I'll never leave you nor forsake you is what he says. And now he sits on the highest honor in heaven next to God. And just as he promised, the Father gave him the authority to send the Holy Spirit with results you're seeing and hearing. And you know what he's thinking? Well, let's keep reading. No, David was not speaking of himself with these words I have quoted, for he never ascended into the skies. Moreover, he stated, God spoke to my Lord, the Messiah, and said to him, sit here in honor beside me until I bring your enemies into complete subjection. That was another psalm he wrote. Therefore, here's where Peter sums it up. I clearly state to everybody here this morning in Jerusalem that God has made this Jesus you crucified Six weeks ago, Lord and Messiah. Boy, these words of Peter moved them deeply. And they said 
to the apostles, well, hey, brothers, what should we do? And he said, well, everyone, you needs to turn from sin, return to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And look at that, and you'll get this same gift. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Look at this. For Christ promised to each one of you, uh, no, excuse me, for Christ promised him to each one of you who has been called by the Lord and to your children, even to those, because they were, they were all in distant lands. Then Peter preached a long sermon telling them about Jesus, strongly urging their listeners to save themselves from the evils of this generation, of their nation, excuse me. And those who believed Peter were baptized in this history, somebody was keeping count, weren't they? 3,000 in all. Boy, that, we went from 120 to now we're at 3,000. They joined the other believers in regular attendance at the apostles' teaching sessions and communion services. Wow. See what happens here. Prayer meetings. There was a deep sense of awe among them all as the apostles, look at that, they did many miracles. All the believers met constantly and shared everything with each other, selling their possessions. Man, they were taking care of each other, weren't they? They worshiped regularly at the temple each day and they met in small groups in homes. Hey, look at that. They shared their meals with great joy and thankfulness, praising God. The whole city was favorable to them. Wow, look what happens when Jesus is involved. Each day, God added to them as many as are being saved. Now look, we're still within, a, uh, within a, a month and a half. Look what happens next. Peter and John, they were going to the temple one afternoon to take part in a three o'clock daily prayer meeting. When they got near the temple, they saw a lame man from birth carried along the street, laid by the temple gate. It's called beautiful. Boy, the details, details, details. All right. As was his custom every day. This paralyzed guy, whatever, lame guy. Peter and John were passing by. He asked them for some money. Must have had his little cardboard sign, you know. They looked at him intently, and Peter said, Hey, look here. The man looked at him with eagerly expecting a gift. Hey, listen, we don't have any money to give you, but I'll give you something else. Now, wait just a minute. Where's the part in here where the Lord told Peter that night this would happen? Huh? If you remember, if you've read your Bible, Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sent him out two by two. And he said, heal the sick. You run across somebody that's not well, heal. The lame man looked at him expecting a gift. Peter said, I don't have any money, but I'll give you something else. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at that. To walk. Well, that's not going to work. Wait a minute. Then Peter took the lame man by the hand and pulled him to his feet. As he did, the man's feet and ankle bones were healed and strengthened. He came up with a leap. Stood there a moment and began walking, then walking. Can you imagine leaping and praising God? He went in the temple with him. Oh, we're not done. When the people inside saw him walking and heard him praising God and realized it was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were inexpressibly surprised. They all rushed out to Solomon's hall. hall. That's part of the temple where he was holding tightly to Peter and John. Keep reading. Everyone stood there awed by the wonderful thing that had happened. Peter saw his opportunity and he addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, what's so surprising about this? And why look at us as though, look at, look at this phrase. It was because I'm Peter, you know. And because, remember Peter, how long has it been since he said, oh, I don't know this guy. He said it three times. And he cussed the third time. Why, blankety blank, I don't know him. <laughs> You're going to earn your healing. You're never going to earn your healing. You're going to get it like this guy did. It's by faith. 
Why look as though our own power or godliness made this man want? For it is the God of Abraham. Who's he? Oh, we don't. We know. Isaac and Jacob and all our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. I can, I can see it. I refer to the Jesus who uh, you rejected before Pilate. Although Pilate, remember Pilate tried to let him go. Determined to release him. You didn't want to free him freed, but this holy uh, but this holy righteous, excuse me, you didn't want him freed, this holy righteous one. Instead, you demanded the release of who? Barabbas, the murderer. And you, <laughs> I remember this ain't been but five weeks. They knew. They're still downtown Jerusalem. But God brought him back to life. And now, now can you imagine? He must have, because I know this guy's 40 years, couldn't walk, and now he's, he's jumping up and down. Okay. And, God, and John and I are witnesses. For after you killed him, we saw him alive. And Jesus' name has healed this man. You know, what do we, did you see Jesus show up here? Jesus never showed up. You and I have the exact same things right here in front of us. Jesus' name has healed this man. And you know how lame he was before. Faith in Jesus' name, faith God's given us, has given us this perfect healing. Now look what he says. Now look, hey guys. Dear brothers, I realize you didn't, that what you did to Jesus was done in ignorance, and the same can be said of your leaders. Remember, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Okay. But God was fulfilling the prophecies that the Messiah must suffer all these things. Now, remember why? We know why he did all that, because we, we couldn't save ourselves. He was a lamb. Final sacrifice. Anyway, now change your mind and attitude toward God and turn to him. Look at this, so that he can cleanse away your sins. And look at this, sends you wonderful times of refreshment from the presence of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to have over coffee every day in the morning or whatever you drink. Look at this. Well, I didn't know about that. Yeah, here's your reasons. He must remain in heaven until the final recovery of all things from sin as prophesied from ancient times. Remember, the patience of the Lord is really mercy for you and I. To get all our kids in, it's to get our nation in, it's to get it's to get God's family in. Praise the Lord! Uh, for He must. Well, we read that Moses, for instance, said, "Well, I don't believe the Old Testament." Well, you're missing out on all the fun. Moses, for instance, said long ago, "The Lord will raise up a prophet." He was talking. He wasn't talking about Joshua, okay? Who will resemble me? Listen carefully to everything He tells you. Anyone who will not listen to him will be utterly destroyed. Remember the stone? If the stone falls on them, they're busted to smithereens. Samuel, every other prophet since all that spoken about was going... Samuel and every other prophet, every prophet since, have all spoken of what's going on today. You're the children of the prophets, and you're included in God's promise to your ancestors to bless... Look at that. The entire world. Yeah, here's how he's going to bless you. You're going to hell if you don't believe in Jesus. I'm I'm here to tell you that's all there is to it. No, it's not. I'm not going to hell anymore because I believe in Jesus, but he's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of my automobile. He's going to take care of all everything, my life, my everything. Man, fantastic. Okay. That he would, uh, remember how, if you just think about how he blessed Abraham, Abraham wasn't even thinking about heaven. Abraham was going, you know what? God, you're blessing me so much, but what good are all your blessings if I don't have a son? <laughs> oh, we're going to fix that. Boy. Abraham didn't just have one. Remember, he had, he had whatever it was. Uh, Ishmael was the first one. Then he had Isaac. And then he had a few more concubines, and he had several. But anyway, 
It happened. Oh, here we go. Uh, you're the children of the prophets. You're included in God's promise. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, it, he was going to bless the entire world through the Jewish race. And that the promise, that is the promise God gave to Abraham. And as soon as God brought his servant to life again, he sent him. Look at this. He sent him, first of all, to the men of Israel. Look at that. To, 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 to do what? To bless you. You say, well, yeah, but it was turning you back from your sins. And you don't get this if you don't lay down that alcohol. This turning you back from their sins is turning back from uh, not knowing that Jesus is your Messiah. You're going to take care of your sins. You're, actually, you're never going to quit your sinning until you let the Lord help you. Look, we're not quitting. Look at this. He's still standing there while they were talking. Watch this. The chief priest, the captain of the temple police, and some Sadducees, they came over very mad. That Peter and John, remember, they're in the temple. They're like, hey, we're the new pastor. <laughs> no, you're not. They were mad. They were proclaiming that Jesus had risen from the dead. Well, isn't he? This lame man here is walking. Now watch where that lame man is. He's still standing there. They arrested him. Since it was already evening, they jailed him overnight. But many of the people who heard the message believed it so that the number of believers now reached it. Now they're at 5,000. Everybody's going, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I believe Jesus is the Messiah. The next day it happened. The council of the Jewish leaders was in session at Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there. Caiaphas, same ones that were there a few weeks ago when they crucified Jesus. John, Alexander, others of the high priest's relatives. Make believe. I just made them up. No, they're not. Somebody recorded all this. So the two disciples were brought before them. It's actually three. One of them is called a lame guy, but he's not lame anymore. Watch this. He's standing there too. By what power? And who gave you the authority you've done this? The council demanded. Well, Peter, boy, look at this. Remember, Jesus said, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say. And he also, Jesus told him, you're going to get arrested. But he said, don't worry about it. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, oh, honorable leaders and elders of our nation, if you mean the good deed done to the cripple and how he was healed. <laughs> I'll keep reading. Let me state to you clearly, clearly state to you and to all the people of Israel that it was done in the name and power of Jesus of Nazareth, the guy you crucified a month and a half ago. But God raised him back to life. It's by this authority, by his authority, this, look at that, there it is. This man stands here. He's standing right there. Well, I'm not sure he's really standing there. Well, the rule of Bible reading, keep reading. It's going to show you. For Jesus the Messiah is the one referred in the scriptures when they speak of the stone disregarded by the builders has become the capstone. Boy, I tell you what, he's talking just like Jesus. Yeah, that's what happens. All of us have this. There's salvation in no one else. Under all heaven, there's no other name for men to call to save them. You mean, unless you do enough good deeds. No. Everybody that calls upon him will be saved. You're not going to... Here it is. When the council saw the boldness of Peter and John and could see they were obviously uneducated rednecks, you know, non-professionals, they were amazed and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. Look at the next part. And the council could hardly discredit the healing when the man they had healed was standing right there beside him. Now, I just can imagine this. Just say it was Dustin and some of his friends. You know, and if I was John, I'd have said, hey, act it out while these clowns are talking. And the lame guy could go act like he's drooling and fall down and then he can go. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, I mean, come on. 
He's too happy. He's still jumping and leaping and having a good time. So they sent them out of the council chamber and they conferred among themselves. What are we going to do with these guys? We can't deny that a, <laughs> that a tremendous miracle and everybody believes it. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps we can stop them from spreading their propaganda. Boy, now you know why Jesus sent them out into the whole world. That's what's going on. We'll tell them if they do it again, we'll throw the book at them. So they called him back in and said, hey, don't you ever talk about Jesus anymore. <laughs> Look what Peter says. Are you kidding me? Peter and John replied, you decide whether God wants us to obey you or him. We cannot stop but telling about the wonderful things we saw Jesus do and heard him say. Now, what were those wonderful things? Healing, going to heaven, the kingdom of God. Then the council, they threatened them further and finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. Remember, they're downtown Jerusalem. For everyone was praising God for this miracle. The healing of a man who was lame for 40 years. So, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John found the other disciples and told the council and told them what the council said. Then all the believers united in prayer. Now guess what? Psalm 2. That's why your psalms are for you to use when you're in trouble. This is Psalm 2. Here's what they prayed. We have the details. O Lord, creator of heaven and earth and the sea and everything. You spoke long ago yep, by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor King David, Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage against the Lord? And foolish nations plan their little plots against the mighty God. The kings of the earth unite to fight against him and uh, against uh, his son. This is what's happening here in the city today. Remember, this is their prayer. King Herod. Pontius Pilate, the governor, and all the Romans, as well as the people of Israel, are united against Jesus, your anointed son, your holy servant. They won't stop at anything in your wise power will let them do. Now look what he says. Look at 29. And now, O Lord, hear their threats. Grant to your servants boldness in their preaching. That's the reason we don't have it today. We don't have to jump through no hoops. We don't have to have the Azusa Street Revival. It's just believe God. You don't wait years and years for this to work in. Well, it's because the church, is, the church is not spiritually fit. It's not the church. It's Peter, James, and John. It's whoever's here. You know, It's you and I. We don't earn this. As they, I, I understand they try to say it. Uh, this is now. We don't wait for this. Notice they didn't wait. Watch what happens. Uh, send your healing power. Yeah, may miracles and wonders be done by the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the building where they were meeting shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Boy, they get out there and they started preaching the word of God boldly. All the believers, here we go, one heart, one mind. No one felt everything was his own. They were sharing. The apostles preached powerful sermons about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and there was warm fellowship. Look at all the fun. There was no poverty all who owned land, they sold it, brought the money to the apostles. Now, it was still their money. We'll see in the next chapter. Nobody had to give up their stuff, but they were wanting to help. For instance, there was Joseph, one of the apostles, nicknamed Barnabas, the encourager. <coughs> he was of the tribe of Levi. Who's that? Oh, remember, that's the two daughters who were fighting to have kids first, the tribes of, of, of Israel, from the island of Cyprus. He was one of those who sold a field he owned, brought the money to the apostles. For, he said, man, I'll sell it. I don't need that place. I'll help out. Look at this. We're stopping right here. Watch this. But. How would you start a sentence with but? And there was a couple of clowns. Ananias. His wife Sapphira. They had some property. Man, 
they were just good grief. We got people like that today. Not, no, I'm not going to say in the church, but just you know, people are just scam people. They scam you on eBay. They scam you on this and that and whatever. They brought. They only brought part of the money, claiming it was the full price. His wife agreed to the deception. Now this is what's so cool. We're on Jesus' side. Jesus is not going to let you get deceived. He knows if that guy's selling you a lemon car, it's amazing. Peter said to Ananias, boy, he knew. The Lord had told him, uh, Ananias, Satan filled your heart. Hey, what do you mean? When you claimed this was the full price, you were lying to the Holy Spirit. The property was yours to sell, was it not? As you wished. And after selling it, it was yours to decide how much. You could do it. He says, how could you do a thing like this? See, they thought this is just funny book stuff. People that write the Bible were drunk. No, no, no. You were not lied to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell dead to the floor. Everyone was terrified. The young men covered him with a sheet, and they took him out, and they buried him. Three hours later, here comes his wife. She had a chance. Well, she didn't know what happened. Peter said, hey, did you sell the land for such and such a price? Quick thinking, oh, yeah, we've planted They'll never know. Oh, yeah, we sold it for Oh, yeah, we did. Peter said, how could you and your husband even think of doing a thing like this, conspiring to test the spirit of God's ability to know what's going on? Just outside the door, the young men who buried your husband, they're going to carry you out too. Whoa! Instantly. Now, remember, it ain't been but nearly two months since Jesus was here. Instantly, she fell to the floor. The young men came in, seeing she was dead. They carried her out. They buried her beside her husband. Terror gripped the entire... Look at that, the church. Well, they probably realized, whoa, <laughs> this stuff's real. <laughs> now, remember what they'd done wrong? They lied. I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. Meanwhile, the apostles, look at this, were meeting regularly at the temple in what's known as Solomon's Hall. That's the section we just saw that guy get healed at. They did many remarkable miracles among the people. The other believers, they were like, well, I'm going to stay back a little bit. Although they had the highest regard for them, more and more believers were added to the Lord. Crowds, both men and women. Look at this. I thought this stuff went away. Uh-uh. It goes away in Alabama in the Bible Belt because we're like, we'll add you to the list. And, oh, we hope, you know, we'll, we'll, we don't want to get in God's turf here now if it's God's will. Jesus said, you will be witnesses to me in all the world. We don't have to even try hard. This works. Sick people were brought out into the streets and on beds and mats, so at least Peter's shadow would fall on some of them. Yeah, the one that cursed Jesus. Yeah. The one that denied him, as well as all the rest of them did. They all denied him. And crowds came from Jerusalem suburbs, bringing their sick folk and those possessed by demons, and half of them were healed. <laughs> no, everyone was healed. Praise God. This was driving these guys crazy. The high priest, his relatives, and friends among the Sadducees, they reacted with violent jealousy. I guess so, but remember, Jesus is in charge of all of this. People are coming to Jesus. They arrested him. Now, if you remember this story, we're stopping here, but remember what happens here? An angel lets them out. Says, hey, you guys, come on out. Good grief. Look at this. Man, they arrested him. They put him in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night. Richard, now, I don't believe in no angels. Well, <sighs> you'll believe in the battle of the bulge or whatever and everything they say about it. And there's more manuscripts about this than there ever was about the battle of the bulge. There was over 20,000 manuscripts 
where original manuscripts where all these things came from. I mean, this is parchments type stuff. Go look it up for yourself. New Testament contains 20,000 copies up to 200 years after Jesus was resurrected. That's the reason we say, hey, yeah, that's the Bible. Anyway, an angel came at night, opened the gates of the jail, brought him out. And look what the angel said. Go over to the temple and preach about this life. No, preach about going to hell and how you should feel condemned all your life. No, it's a life. Praise the Lord. We just saw it. Everybody was sharing their money. Praise the Lord. Everything, if you were sick, you were healed. They arrived at the temple about daybreak and immediately began preaching. Here they go. Later that morning, the high priest and their jolly little court courtiers arrived in the temple. They convened the Jewish council and the entire Senate. Remember, they don't know what's going on. Bring out the prisoners. There were none. Boy, this hit the fan. Look at this. Send the apostles to be brought for trial. Oh, really? Let's see how that works. Look at this. But when the police arrived at the jail, the men weren't there. So they returned to the council and reported, uh, Sir, the jail doors were locked. The guards were standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the police captain of the chief priest heard this, they were frantic, wondering, oh my God, what's going to happen next? You know, they, where all this would end. Then someone arrived and said, hey boys, they're over at the temple right now preaching. Watch what happens. The men that they had jailed were out in the temple preaching to the people. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now remember, don't you know this is hitting those guys in the face too? They, I know they have to be in denial, but they're also going, oh my gosh. Well, actually, we'll find out in a minute. One of them has a Gamaliel. He says, boys, hold on a second. You're going to be fighting against God if you keep doing this. The police captain went with his officers, arrested them without violence, for they were afraid the people would kill them if they roughed up the disciples. They brought them. We're almost done here. Look at this. They brought them before the council. Didn't we tell you never to preach about this Jesus? And Peter should have said, I know he did. He says, what do you think? I already told you I wasn't going to obey you. The high priest demanded, instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring the blame for this man's death on us. Well, yeah, that was sort of the point. You know. Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our ancestors brought Jesus back to life again. Proof's in the pudding. Look what's happening, man. Didn't your aunt get healed the other day? <laughs> Everybody had kinfolk that were believing in Jesus. Then with a mighty power, no, excuse, then with, with mighty power, God exalted him to be prince and savior. <laughs> they didn't want to hear this. <laughs> so that the people of Israel would have opportunity for repentance for their sins and be forgiven. And we are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to all who obey. After this, the council was furious. And boy, they decided we were going to kill him. We are going to kill him. Notice how they did, that didn't happen. God always gets you out. But one of their members. Don't you reckon the Lord probably was in this guy's life? Yeah. Well, the Lord used him, didn't he? An expert on religious law, very popular with the people, stood up and requested that the apostles, hey, send those guys out of the room a minute. And he talked to me. He says, hey, listen, guys, look. Men of Israel, take care of what you're planning to do to these men. Remember when Laban was going to whip up on old Jacob? <laughs> and the Lord talked to him and said, hey, don't curse Jacob. Okay. Some time ago, there was a fellow named Thaddeus. Remember, I'm drunk writing this. I'm making all this stuff up. <laughs> don't bring up names and stories. Oh, my gosh. 
He said, apparently, not too long ago, there was a guy named Thaddeus who pretended to be somebody great. About 400 men followed him, ah, but he died. Well, you can imagine Christianity is still cruising over 2,000 years since this happened. It ain't about to die. Okay, there was another guy. Anyways, his followers were harmlessly dispersed. We're almost done. After him, at the time of taxation, there was Judas of Galilee. He drew away some people as disciples, but he also died. His disciples follow, his, and his followers scattered. So my advice is, this is Gamaliel, leave these guys alone. For if what they do, look what he says. This is almost like, remember we read, uh, oh, oh, what's the book with a woman? Oh, right after the book of Job, Esther, yeah, Esther's uncle, you know. You know, if, if, you, if that guy's a Jew, you're not going to be able to stop him. That's right, look at this. Hey, if my advice is leave these men alone, if, if, the, if what they teach and do is merely on their own, it'll soon be overthrown. Well, we know better. It, 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 mm. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop it lest you find yourself fi- even fighting against God. You know, the Apostle Paul was probably standing right here. He was married because he was not the Apostle Paul today, as we know. He wants to kill the church. He probably heard this. Well, I know he did. He said he studied under Gamaliel. He studied under this guy. So when this guy spoke, he was all ears. The council accepted his advice, and they called in the apostles. Boy, they beat him, too. (laughs) Oh, my God, that was just terrible. Well, wait, look what they said. They called the apostles in. They had beaten them, told them never to speak in the name of Jesus. Finally let them go. Then they left the council. Look at that rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer dishonor for his name. And every day in the temple and in their homes, Bible classes, they continued to teach that Jesus is the Messiah. You're 25% through with the book of Acts right here. Well, a little under, but close. But look what we've discovered so far. And it just keeps cruising. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul's fixing, well, they're fixing to come against somebody in the sixth chapter. And he goes on and he tells the story of the Bible for, it's Stephen. And he got in trouble because why? He was going around healing people, you know. And then Paul attacks the church, and the fire is put out overnight. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Paul attacks them, and then all of a sudden, woo, light from heaven. And Jesus says, would you hold up a minute? Come on, Paul. It's hard to kick against the pricks. Remember that? That happens. And then from here on out, it's Paul. But you can't shut Paul up. Well, I take Christianity with a grain of salt. No, there's nothing a grain of salt about it. Jesus will help you no matter what's going on. He's interested in the moment you wake up in the morning till you go to sleep at night, and he'll take care of you overnight too. Everything. Father, we just thank you for your word. We just thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord to see what happened after you left. You were still here. Praise God. And you're still here with us. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, we've seen today, you'll take care of all that need healing. Praise the Lord. Take care of every part of our body. Same thing's true financially. We saw that too, Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody lacked. We're not going to lack either. And, Lord, if we're faced with any trouble, like say the disciples all of a sudden thrown in jail, everything went sour. Oh, you'll get us out. Angels show up and get us out. No matter what. No matter what we're faced with, you'll get us out of trouble. All the words of this life, that angel said. So, Father, we thank you for abundant life. So that didn't leave anything left but for us to leave details and tell others about what's going on in our life as we point to you being resurrected from the dead and your Lord of all. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.